Welcome into the show for today, guys. Thank you so much for being here with us on this wonderful Thursday. This is Fantasy MLB Today, and I am your host, Joe Orico. For those of you who aren't already doing so, you guys can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99. That's at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. Also, go ahead and give the Ethos Fantasy BB page a follow. That's E-T-H-O-S Fantasy BB. You follow those two pages. Between them, you're never going to miss a show, and you're never going to miss any of the fantasy content that I put out there. So if you don't have time to watch the show one day, you'll still get little bits of information that get featured here on the show. You don't get the same level of information, obviously, when we talk here for an hour. It's hard to replicate that on Twitter. But you still do get uh, some information. And, of course, my DMs are always open, so you guys can ask whatever questions you feel you need answered. One last thing before we really kick off is, please, if you are listening to this on iTunes or even Spotify, just go down to the bottom of the page, leave a nice little five-star review if you're a new viewer, sure, I'll give it a couple episodes, listen, see if you like the show first. If you are one of our older viewers and you are a returning uh, listener, please go ahead and give us that review, because that would be really nice in helping us to move up search results, yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's that's it for me there, guys. I hate, to, I hate to ask you guys, but it is really something that is good in helping us to grow. So that's why I tend to spout it off at least once a show here. Uh, one thing I will say before we really get into the content is that make sure you have your lineup set today because games start quite early uh, on the Eastern time zone. They are getting started around the 12.30 time. So you want to make sure you have everything squared away there. Make sure you don't uh, forget to put somebody in who didn't start yesterday or what have you. Because there's a couple of 12.30 start times and then a bunch of 1 o'clock start times. And then there's only two games after 7 o'clock tonight. So you want to make sure you have your lineup set nice and early in the day. Make sure you're not uh, losing out on points or categories, whatever it may be. So for those of you who are new to the show, uh, I'll just quickly run down what we do here. We go over yesterday's results, take a look at some of the major storylines, the major pitching lines of the night. We take a look ahead to today and look at the pitching matchups again. And we tend to just look at the pitching matchups for the coming day because a lot of the time lineups are not released. Sometimes they are, and sometimes we have a couple of them, but we tend to just focus here on the pitching uh, matchups. If there are are hot players to add and whatnot, we also get into that in our next segment, which is added and dropped players. And we talk about if you guys should be adding and dropping these guys. Pretty simple stuff there. For those of you who play Daily Fantasy Sports, we also do a DFS segment right at the end of the show for the last 10 or so minutes. And I also do a a separate DFS podcast here for Sports Ethos called DFS Today where it is a bit of a longer segment there. I expand a little bit on some of my points that I don't have time to over here. So feel free, please, to go give that one a shot. DFS today, if you put that in on your podcasting, searching app, whatever, uh, you should find it. Uh, It's Sports Ethos, so you guys should be able to find it. Same company as this show. So that's enough out of me. Let's get into the game recap from yesterday. And we will start off with the Mets and the Cardinals. In Carlos Carrasco, I had mentioned him last week as being a sell-high candidate. And that is probably not going to be happening anymore. His ERA ballooned up over four with just this one start here. He gave up eight runs over seven, or sorry, over three and two thirds. Uh, seven earned runs. He struck out three. It, you know, he had a really great start to the year, and I was very nervous, which is why I included him in the sell high segment because I knew that was probably about peak value you're going to get from Carlos. He has had quite a few good years uh, fantasy wise in the past, but he's 35 now. He's a little bit past it, so. Uh, not expecting much from him. If you have him on your roster, I wouldn't be dropping him yet. 
see if you can maybe try and trade him or maybe just wait it out for a few more starts, see what you get out of him. It's not going to be fantastic down the line with him, but he is someone who's kind of a fringy, fringy guy going forward. I, I would lean towards keeping him for now, though. Uh, on the St. Louis side, we had Steven Matz give an all right performance over four innings. He gave up six hits, four earned runs, six strikeouts. Again, kind of a fringy uh, 12-team fantasy guy, Steven Matz. Deeper than 12, it's probably all right to roster him. Uh, it's not like you have to. He's kind of, like I said with Carrasco, kind of a fringy guy. He was actually very good with Toronto last year down the stretch, and he ended up having an ERA in the threes, and that's definitely serviceable. I don't know necessarily that he's going to have that same success this year, but I wouldn't be uh, panicking just yet. I know it hasn't been great, but I would probably be holding on for now. Uh, let's talk about the White Sox and the Royals. That's the next game here. And Dylan Cease really looks like an ace a lot of the time now when he hits the mound. Over six innings, he gave up three hits, two earned runs, struck out nine, and walked two. The, the strikeouts are a huge thing with Dylan Cease. I really like him. He's someone, if you drafted him uh, so far, you're liking what you got. Over four starts, his ERA is 327. He struck out 28 guys over 22 innings. So far, you're really liking the early returns there. Another note, Kendall Graveman did get a two-inning save last night. So Liam Hendricks is getting a few days off. I'm not sure if he's going to hit the injured list or not. Uh, it's a possibility. But for now, Graveman is a decent short-term add. If you need uh, if you need to compete in saves for this week, then Graveman is someone who can definitely help you out there. Uh, Andrew Vaughn is also someone who should be added on the White Sox. Who He now has pretty much guaranteed playing time with Eloy Jimenez going down. And Luis Robert as well. I think there's some stuff going on with him. So he's definitely someone who is going to have playing time, and he, he needs to be on a roster. And he showed us here another another good performance. And, you know, Tony La Russa doesn't have the luxury now of putting him on the bench or, you know, platooning him. So he, had, he went two for four here. He had a home run. Uh, he knocked in four. I don't think it was a grand. No, it wasn't a grand slam. He It was a three-run home run. And then he had an RBI double. So very nice stuff from Andrew Vaughn. Uh, he's someone who should be on a roster. Let's keep it going with a surprise one here. The Diamondbacks took another game from the Dodgers. And it was a very good pitching matchup here between Zach Gallen and, and uh, Julio Urias. Gallen over six innings, gave up only two hits, struck out five, and walked two. It's a shame he didn't get the win. But Zach Gallen is someone we talked about in our shows in the preseason as being a good middle-round draft target who's not going to hurt you, and he can really help you. And so far, he's been really good. So Gallon is uh, definitely looking like a nice nice pick somewhere, not very high in drafts either. From what I remember, it was in the late 100s he was going. So this is great stuff if you if you have him on your team. <clears throat> on the other side, the Dodgers, Julio Urias, again, looking like an ace. Over six innings, one hit, one earned run, he struck out four. Those uh, That first start of the season, those early season troubles are quite behind us now. You may have been able to buy low on, on Urias after those first start or two, but now uh, that window is. We will move on to the next game here with the Brewers and the Pirates. And Aaron, I think there was a no-hitter from both of these pitchers going into the sixth inning. I, it was a, a bullpen day for Pittsburgh, but neither team had a hit going into the sixth inning. So, I mean, maybe they haven't juiced up the baseballs yet. I don't know. I, it'd be kind of nice if they did juice the balls, honestly. I know a couple of years ago people were kind of pissed off about that. But let's see some more offense, you know. I mean, what is the batting average across major leagues? 230 or something? You what? Anyway, a couple of, couple of pitchers combining for a no-hitter. Me, as a, as a former pitcher, I really like that. 
But at the same time, let's get some offense. You know, you don't go out to the ballpark necessarily to see that kind of thing, especially if you're way up in the 500 levels. You're not really going to be able to watch this anyway. You're going to be just kind of absorbing the atmosphere. You want to see some offense. That's I think that's something that Major League Baseball needs to really think about is putting back these juice balls. Because, you know, this is kind of crazy. Aaron Ashby, I talked about him yesterday a little bit as being a very safe streaming option. And it's unfortunate he didn't get the win here. But he went five and two-thirds, one hit ball, one earned run. The only downside in his pitching performance yesterday was he walked five. So there was some still uh, control issues going on with him there. But he's honestly a not bad guy to roster uh, down the stretch. I'm not sold on him, but he's not bad. And he's showed not to be – he showed these last couple starts that he's serviceable fantasy player. So not so much the Philadelphia start, but uh, the St. Louis start was all right. Um, maybe I'm putting my foot in my mouth a little bit here. This was probably his best start of the season. I, I, I don't know. There's something about him that I feel fairly comfortable with. Maybe it's just the fact that the Brewers tend to know what they're doing with uh, developing pitching. I understand putting him, sending him back to the waiver wire if you just added him for yesterday. But I also understand holding on to him. I'm, I'm a little conflicted on him, to be honest with you, because I like what I see. The five walks is obviously concerning. But there's promise. There's definitely promise there with him. So it's kind of a toss-up. It depends on your roster construction, how deep your pitching staff is. There's a lot of teams where he wouldn't crack the cut because he's just not that good enough, uh, in terms of fantasy anyway. So it's kind of just depending on your roster construction. But he's... If you're going to hold on to him, I'm not going to give you a hard time about it. I think it's I think it's a decent call. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, a bunch of bullpen guys going here today. It was nothing to worry about in terms of fantasy value. Uh, and, of course, like we were talking about, not a lot of offense in this game. Five total hits in this game. Not, not great. Not a great look. Let's keep it going with the Mariners and the Rays. It was a 3-2 Rays victory. And Drew Rasmussen looked as good as he's looked all year. Uh you know, a possible a possible add. Over six innings here, he gave up two hits and struck out nine. He's an interesting one because, I don't know, there's definitely a history of, of concern here. Even just these first couple starts, he hasn't been very great. The control's been all right, but this is a huge outlier strikeout total for him. So I'm not really expecting this too, too much going forward. I would advise that probably it's okay to leave him on waiver wires uh, outside of much deeper formats. On the St. Louis side, we had Marco Gonzalez. I think he left with an injury. Yeah, it was a, it was a wrist injury. He only went a third of an inning, uh, gave up an earned run. But it, it's not really fair to judge him based on that third of an inning. Um, they turned it into a bullpen day, so it's not really much to talk about on that side. Let's keep it going with the Padres and the Reds. And Mackenzie Gore was fantastic, guys. Over five innings, struck out ten, uh, gave up five hits, walked two. I watched a little bit of this game. He was excellent. Uh, he's got to be on your rosters. He is a must-roster player, absolutely. And the percentage has been going up and up over the last couple of weeks. But if there is a league you're in where he's still available, thank your lucky stars. Go out and grab him because he needs to be on a roster. On the Cincinnati side, Vladimir Gutierrez is not in that same category. Over four innings, he gave up six earned runs. Uh, he's had a tough start to his year, and he doesn't need to be anywhere near fantasy rosters. Uh, let's talk about the Blue Jays and the Red Sox here. Tough one for the Blue Jays, losing 7-1. to one. They got a decent outing out of Ross Stripling over five innings. He struck out five, um, sorry, he struck out seven and gave up five hits. Nice game from him there. 
I'm not adding because I've seen him pitch quite a bit being a Toronto fan, and I'm not convinced that he can carry value, especially being kind of a six-starter platoon guy. I know he's in the rotation currently because Hyunjin Ryu is on the IL, but I don't really trust him going forward to carry value. He might be a decent streaming option if he's going into a start against a weaker opponent. He tends to do well against the weaker opponents and not quite as good against the good opponents. Uh, here was a bit of an outlier. He did well over five innings, but I'm not going to be doing anything fantasy-wise based on it. On the Boston side, Michael Walker was very good. Over six innings, he gave up four hits, one earned run, and he struck out five. I'm not expecting him to carry on this nice start to his season with the ERA sitting under two. If you can package him in some kind of deal and try and maybe sell high, that's probably the best case, uh, the best course of action. I don't really expect many people to be doing that, but you might be able to package him with somebody else and eke out a little bit of extra added value there. It's possible. Um, and some people will, will talk to me on Twitter and they say, no one's doing these buy lows you're talking about. No one's talking, no one's going to be accepting these. But, you know, not everybody plays in high professional $200 buy-in, $300 buy-in league. Some people are just playing with their friends, $10, $20, whatever, or even just playing for no money. And in those leagues, you can actually make some trades like that. So, yes, there are the higher value leagues where you're not going to be able to make those kind of trades, obviously, if you're playing with a bunch of industry professionals or whatever. There are tougher leagues, or if the buy-in is just really high, people are going to protect their investment a little bit more. But not every league is that competitive. Not every league has a massive buy-in. So if you are in one of those more friendly leagues, then, you know, take a shot. Package him up with somebody else. Try and try and get some value out of Michael Walker because he's probably going back to the waiver wire in a few weeks. That's probably what's going to happen here. So if you can get some value out of him while you well, he's valuable, then by all means, go, go for it. Try anyway. You might not be successful, but it's worth a shot, right? Let's keep going with the Phillies and the Rockies. That's the next game we're going to talk about here. It was a 7-3 Phillies victory. And Ranger Suarez was back closer to something we saw last year, over six innings. He struck out only three, but only gave up three runs, seven hits, uh, and one walk. Ranger Suarez should still be on a roster as far as I see it. Uh, he's struggled a little bit out the gate, but I think that he's someone who definitely has value going forward. He's probably not going to be as good as last year, but he still should be a valuable piece at the back end of your rotation. If he's not, if he's, you know, if he has a couple of more bad starts, this is probably his best start he's had so far this year. So if he doesn't keep this up, if this is kind of an anomaly and he goes back to the last couple of starts, which were not not great, you know, four and two thirds. Uh, the first start of the year, he only made it through two and two thirds. He's not been fantastic, but for now I'm holding on. Pretty much is what I'm trying to say here uh, while I'm stumbling over my words. On the other side, Ryan Feltner pitched for the Rockies, and there's no fantasy move to be made here. It was interesting that he struck out seven over five innings, but not somebody that I'm going to be too interested in here. Uh, let's keep it going. The next game of the night is the Yankees and the Orioles, and Jordan Montgomery was actually very good. <clears throat> he wasn't great, and now we're getting our one trademark technology uh, issue that does happen once here throughout the show, typically. Here we go. Jordan Montgomery. Over five and two-thirds, he gave up four hits. He struck out four, two earned runs. Uh, just missed out on getting the victory here. They scored the runs after he had just exited the game to take the lead. So no victory for Montgomery. But uh, if you added him in, he's still someone who can be a back end of your rotation guy. You know, He's someone who has going to have decent value. He's not going to strike out a lot of guys. But he can be a back end of the rotation guy, I think. No problem. Uh, on the Baltimore side, Tyler Wells, not very not terrible, actually, over five innings. Gave up a couple of runs, struck out four, gave up three hits. Not not bad, actually, but not something you're going to have to worry about. 
Let's keep it on going with the Marlins and the Nationals here. It was a 2-1 Marlins victory. And again, Pablo Lopez, his ERA for the year sits at 0.39. Really, you don't need to say too much other than that. He's been on a very short list for best pitcher in baseball. Him, Carlos Rodon. Um, that's Those have been the two best pitchers in baseball, really. Um, if the season ended today, and I know that's ridiculous, but Lopez would probably be the side. Um, he's been he's been outrageously good. So if you drafted him, you are laughing and you're enjoying those returns. It's not what I expected. I expected him to be good, um, and obviously he's not going to keep a .39 ERA. But this is this is really great stuff from Lopez so far. If you've gotten this kind of return, uh, very happy to have it so far. On the Washington side, Eric Fetty. Not anything you have to worry about on the fantasy side. Over four and two-thirds, give up a few runs. Uh, he's not someone you have to worry about here. Let's keep it going here with the Braves and the Cubs. <clears throat> and this is one that I was really not expecting to go this way. Uh, I thought it would be more of an outpouring from the Braves. And I talked about that on the DFS side, and especially on my separate DFS show, I re- talked about it. I was expecting a big outpouring from the Braves here. We got it wrong. It was a 6-3 Cubbies victory in 10 innings. Uh, and let's start with the Cubbies pitching side here. It was Mark Leiter who got the start, but he only went two innings, and then it was more of a bullpen day. Uh, they ended up going through, I think, seven pitches here, <clears throat> most of them just going an inning or two. Uh, Keegan Thompson came in and pitched three innings in relief, but nothing to worry about on the fantasy side there. For the Braves, Charlie Morton, uh, another concerning outing for Charlie Morton. But if you have him, if you drafted him, there's nothing you can really do. You have to just hold on and hope that he turns it around. You're not going to drop him. You're not going to sell him right now because his value is at its all-time low, right? So you kind of just have to hold on and hope for the best. Let's move on to the Twins and the Tigers. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. It was a 5 nothing Twins victory. And Joe Ryan, uh, talking about that short list of best pitchers in baseball, he's definitely on that short list. Uh, he threw one hit ball over seven innings, struck out nine. That's about as good as you can hope for from from anybody really, but I was, you know, I was a little hesitant yesterday. I'm thinking, you know, he's been, he's been really good. He's due to kind of get knocked around here, but he was fantastic. So if you have him on your team, if you used him yesterday, uh, you reaping the rewards there. On the Detroit side, Michael Pineda was a little bit more typical Michael Pineda. Over five innings, gave up four runs and seven hits, struck out two. Not someone you really have to worry about on the fantasy side. I like him okay, uh, and there might be some matchups you can exploit throughout the season, but he's not going to have a ton of value. Let's talk about the Astros and the Rangers. And another one that we weren't quite dead on about was Christian Javier. He was all right, and he still did get the victory in this one, but I was expecting a little bit better out of him. So over five innings, he gave up four hits, uh, two earned runs, struck out four. He was good. He was fine, but he wasn't uh, outstanding, which, I mean, it it's He was as good as he needed to be to get the victory, and he's someone who should be on rosters. But uh, going forward, you'd hope for a little bit more out of Christian Javier. But absolutely go at him if he is available in your league. Uh, Glenn Otto went for the Rangers over four and a third, gave up four hits, two earned runs, struck out five. Not someone you have to worry about for fantasy uh, at all. I know some people have talked about him. He's not a highly touted prospect, but he's got a little bit of hype behind him. Uh, I just don't really see it. I'm not very interested in worrying about him. Uh, and you know, I, could I be wrong about that? Yeah. But as of right now, he hasn't really shown me he's valuable 
in terms of a fantasy format, outside of maybe very, very deep formats. But as of right now, there is no move to be made there. Uh, let's talk about the Angels and the Guardians. And let's start with Taylor Ward. We usually start with the pitching, but Taylor Ward is someone I've talked about on Twitter a little bit. I said as of even like yesterday or the day before, yeah, he might work his way into must roster range. And he's looking like he's already worked his way there. He went three for four yesterday. I think it was a single shot of the cycle. Uh, home run, four RBIs, four runs, three hits. He had a walk. All around fantastic game, points league, category league, whatever. He was fantastic yesterday. So, yeah, I, I would advocate for going and adding him. Even maybe not in like an eight team league, but anything like 10 or deeper, he's playing He's playing himself into that territory. He's, he's worthy at the moment. Shohei Otani went five innings. Not a great Shohei Otani start. He did get the victory, but five hits, two earned runs. He only struck out four, which was the major surprise there. So nothing, no move there, obviously, right? Uh, you just hope that he's maybe a little bit sharper next time out. And, you know, I'm I'm nitpicking here a little bit because he was pretty good. He did get the victory. But you'd hope for more strikeouts, really. That's the main concern. On the other side, Zach Plezak <clears throat> was not very good. Over three and two-thirds, he gave up. Uh, I think it was seven hits. Yeah, seven hits, seven runs. Uh, six of them were earned. Two strikeouts and two walks. You don't have to worry about Zach. Please, Zach, in most cases in a deeper league, I understand adding him. He's just kind of... He can he can really hurt you sometimes. Like He can be really good, but he can also really hurt you. And he doesn't give you a ton of strikeouts. So he's not a must-roster guy. He's kind of a nice deeper league guy, but he's not a must-roster guy. Let's talk about the final game of the evening here. It was the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants. It was a one nothing ball game, a one nothing Athletics victory in Paul Blackburn. Another guy we talked about yesterday is being a little risky, but probably worth it. And he's, you know, he's actually been one of the low-key better pitchers in baseball this year. I mean, I know that sounds crazy. He kept the walks down. He's only walked two guys over 20. I mean, yesterday he went five innings, three hits. He only struck out four and walked one. He's not going to blow you away with the counting stats. But he's been a very solid option to this point in the year. Pitching against established teams, San Francisco, Toronto, Tampa Bay. There was a Baltimore start in there as well. But he's done very well against everybody he's faced. So Paul Blackburn, at this point, I would say he's an ad. Go ahead and add him. Uh, On the other side, Sam Long was a starter. Jacob Junis came in in relief, and Jacob Junis is an interesting guy to keep an eye on to see what they do with him throughout the year because he's looked very good so far. As of right now, there's no move. Uh, Camilo Doval, we mentioned this yesterday as well. If he's available, go and add him in your league because he was dropped a little bit. People weren't sure about the closer role, but he is going to have that closer role in San Francisco. So we've taken you through all of yesterday's games. Now we can take a look at today's slate. It's a slightly shorter one. I think there's 11 games. There's a couple of teams with off days. So let's get started from the earlier slate. Now this this video is going to be released close to when the slate starts. So my apologies if it comes out slightly afterwards. Um, The first match we'll take a look at here is, like we said, Brewers and Pirates. It's Freddy Peralta and Jose Quintana. Peralta, we need to see him return to the old Freddy Peralta. And, I mean, this is a very good opportunity for him to do that. But uh, a little nervous of what we've seen so far. Obviously, he's looked better than his first couple times out. But I'm perfectly perfectly happy of taking a chance on him here today in the daily format. Season long, go ahead, start him. Jose Quintana, not so much. I'm not really interested there. 
he's been all right, but I don't really have a lot of faith here. Uh, Padres and the Reds. The Reds are three and fifteen. That's really brutal, man. Nick Martinez is going up against Tyler Molly, and Tyler Molly again been rough. We need to see him be more like Tyler Molly of last year before we can really trust him. Uh, Nick Martinez has been okay, but I'm not really trusting him here. I, I would I would be cautious about starting either of these guys here, to be honest with you, um, especially Martinez because I'm expecting Molly will figure it out. But so far, neither of these guys I've been terribly thrilled with. Next game is the Marlins and the Nationals. And we have Trevor Rogers and Mr. Must Drop himself, Patrick Corbin, who has been absolutely brutal this year so far. Uh, you can target the Marlins players in lineups today. The odds are Corbin's going to get knocked around because that's typically what he does. Trevor Rogers has also been kind of knocked around this year, but I have a lot more faith in him that he'll turn it around. And this is a great matchup for him to do that. So, I like Trevor Rogers here, uh, not Patrick Corbin at all, but Rogers is interesting. Yankees and the Orioles, both of these guys who are starting, Bruce Zimmerman and Jamison Tyone, are both fairly widely available, and they're both interesting options for me today, specifically Tyone. But Zimmerman, I mentioned on Twitter this morning that you need to keep an eye on him because he has been good. Um, through 15 innings, his ERA is 1.2. He struck out 16 guys. Not a lot of ton of base runners. The whip is fairly low. So... You have to keep an eye on that. Uh, it's an interesting option for today if you're desperate, but I wouldn't advise it necessarily. But, you know, take a look at your matchups and see what categories you need. He's not going to be a massive strikeout contributor, but if you're desperate for wins or whatever, then he might be a decent option today. Uh, Austin Gomber and Zach Wheeler are going up for uh, the Rockies and the Phillies, respectively. Wheeler, you know, again, struggled. He's 0-3 with an 8-5-3 ERA this year. You need to see him return back to that old Zach Wheeler form before we really feel uh, really comfortable in deploying him again. Here, yeah, it's not a bad option at home against Colorado, but Colorado's been a sneaky good team this year. And that is a shoebox over there, Citizen Bank Park. So it's an, it's an iffy one. I hope he gets back on track here. But if your week depends on ERA or something, I, I don't know that I'd risk it um, starting him here, honestly. It's close, but I'm not sure I would. Uh, Tariq Skubal and Bailey Ober are going for the Tigers and the Twins. Skubal has been very good, and Ober has been very good. I don't expect it to continue, especially for Skubal, but up to this point, he's been a very serviceable player. Uh, both of them have. So they're both fairly safe options today. Ober probably is more safe because the Tigers are not as good of an offense as the Twins. Neither of them are great, but the Twins have been Twins have been pretty good this year so far. So I feel better about Ober than Skubal in that situation there. The Mariners and the Rays, we have Chris Flexen going up against Jeffrey Springs. Flexen, you know, honestly, both of them are not bad options today. Springs is probably more of an opener, so he's not going to be someone worth streaming in necessarily. Um, but he probably will fare not too badly. Chris Flexen is not widely available. He's still available. Um, and he's an interesting option today if he's been dropped in your league. Not a must-grab or anything, but again, 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 look at your week. He's not going to help you too much with strikeouts at all. Uh, it's mostly ERA where he would be giving you a boost most of the time. So take a look at your week and see how that is going. A couple more games to go over here, guys. And I've had a lot of problems with my audio uh, software today. <clears throat> it's crashed several times. So the show is going to be a little bit later and... 
it might be a little bit choppy at some point. So my apologies there. I've had I've had a hell of a time this morning with uh, my software quitting on me. So uh, let's get back to the games here. The next game is the Astros and the Rangers. Justin Verlander and Martin Perez. Verlander is going to be a safe option to use here. Perez uh, is a little bit more iffy against the tough Astros lineup. He's not going to be someone worth streaming in. Uh, let's move on. Kansas City and the White Sox. Brad Keller and Michael Kopech. Very interesting matchup on the surface. I'm not too uh, interested, though, in Keller today. Uh, I think he's going to be on a downward trajectory from here on out, and I don't really have too much interest in him. Michael Kopech, I think he's going to do very well today. It's a home matchup against not a great team in the Royals, so Michael Kopech is definitely a target for today. The next game is the Guardians and the Angels. We have Cal Quantrill and Reed Detmers. Neither of them I'm going to be too interested in. Uh, maybe Quantrill a little bit, but not really Detmers. Quantrill has been fairly okay this year, but again, not really a big strikeout guy. So if you're looking for strikeouts this week, he's not someone who's going to help you out too much. It'd be more uh, similar to Flexen, similar to Chris Flexen. Uh, Reed Detmers is not going to be someone we're really recommending here. Not uh, a ton of success under his belt so far. So we're going to be mostly staying away from him there. Uh, Drew Smiley and Kyle Wright is the next matchup. With the Cubs and the Braves, Kyle Wright has been fantastic. He's been in that best pitcher in baseball conversation this year. So Kyle Wright is definitely someone to target in daily matchups and obviously in season-long formats. You're going to be starting him. Drew Smiley has also been an interesting player this year. I'm not totally sure if I trust him in this matchup, but he's not a bad option. Uh, I'm not a bad midweek option here. He's not going to really hurt you too much, most likely. So Smiley's a Decent play. I'm not crazy about him. Uh, obviously, Kyle Wright, I'm much more interested in here. But Smiley's not a bad option. Uh, the last game of the night is the Diamondbacks and the Cardinals. And we have Humberto Castellanos and Dakota Hudson. Hudson, I think this can be a really good opportunity for him, a really good matchup. Castellanos, uh, not so much, although he's been fairly good this year. I'm not as confident in him going up against the Cardinals. Now, Arizona's done fairly well these last few games. They took a couple games from the Dodgers. But Dakota, or so Dakota Hudson um, might have a bit of a tougher task than you might expect against the Diamondbacks. They've been on a bit of a hot streak, but I feel confident deploying him here anyway. Uh, let's keep going with our uh, most added and dropped players. We've covered yesterday's games, and we've covered uh, the games that are going to be happening today. Let's talk about the most added players. And the most added player, uh, we already mentioned him, is Taylor Ward. He's been added quite a bit. And he's someone who should be uh, on your roster at this point. He's played his way into uh, must-roster range. Who knows how long that continues, but uh, he should be on a roster for now. Joey Wendell's a little bit more of an iffy one because he doesn't really play against lefties very much. I like Joey Wendell all right, but I don't think that he's going to carry this kind of value throughout the season. So I'm not going to be really too interested in using a move on Wendell. Um, the next couple of guys are starters for today. We've already talked about Jamison Tyone and Dakota Hudson. Yes, they're both good to add for today. Eric Hosmer has been on a hot streak, so Hosmer is definitely also someone uh, I'd be interested in adding. I'm not going to be dropping anybody who's too, too valuable because I don't really have that much faith that Hosmer can do this all year. But if you want to add him while he's hot, i got no problem there. Uh, Bailey Ober also being added quite a bit. We talked about him. He is probably going to be in line for a, a good a good game here against Detroit. So he's someone definitely uh, worth adding if he's available. Max Kepler is a little bit iffy because I don't know that he'll be able to continue this all year. He's hit three homers in his last two games, which is why people are adding him. 
but I don't have a ton of faith going forward that he can maintain this kind of value. Um, Bruce Zimmerman also being added in quite a few leagues. He's been very good so far this year. He's going up against the Yankees, but he's already had a good start this year against the Yankees. So no problem in taking a chance on him there. Um, that's pretty much it for the guys being added. Uh, Chris Flexen as well. We already talked about him. Um, Wilmer Flores also being added, but he's not someone I'm really interested in. I think he's been pretty good recently, but he's not going to be someone to carry value throughout the year. The most dropped players are mostly pitchers from yesterday. Michael Pineda, Carlos Carrasco. Uh, I feel all right in dropping Pineda. No problem there. Carrasco, I would probably hold on to a little bit longer to see um, what he gives you going forward. It was a bad start, but he'd been good up to this point. So I'll, we'll give him another couple of starts see how he does. Jock Peterson is having an MRI on his groin. He's been dropped quite a bit. I wouldn't drop Jock just yet. If you added him, I would hold on and see what kind of production he can give you. He's someone who can be a decent production guy throughout the rest of the season. So I wouldn't be jumping to drop him. Zach, please, Zach is getting dropped. Yes, that makes sense. Zach, please, Zach. Um, not been very good this year so far. So I understand that. Marco Gonzalez also been dropped. Um, him I'd probably hold on to a little bit. We'll see what happens with this x-ray. Oh, it came back negative. The x-ray came back negative on his wrist. So he said he, he tends to make his next scheduled start too. So I might hold on to Marco Gonzalez there. I'm not going to be running and dropping him. Jordan Montgomery has been dropped quite a bit. I'm not so interested in dropping him. I think he can hold value throughout the season, even if it's back end of the rotation kind of value. Uh, Christian Javier as well. He's another guy that I'm going to be holding on to. I'm not going to be jumping to drop him. So that's pretty much it. Stephen Kwan as well has been dropped quite a bit, but I would hold on to Stephen Kwan. Let's see what he can do once he gets back into this lineup. He hasn't played in, I think, a week or so, close to a week, maybe maybe four games or so. So we'll see what he can do uh, when he comes back before we're going to make the decision on dropping him. Let's quickly do uh, some DFS stuff. We're not going to get into it too much here. I'll get into it on the other channel more. Um, Freddie Peralta and Kyle Wright are my pitchers and Kyle Wright is a must start guy for me today because of his cheap salary. He should be quite a bit higher than $31, but he's only $31 today. I have Yasmani Grandal as my catcher, Eric Hosmer and Jorge Polanco first and second base, and then Nolan Arenado at third, Carlos Correa at short, Avisel Garcia in the outfield along with Nick Castellanos and then Andrew Vaughn as well. So um, that'll pretty much do it for us here. A little bit of a shorter show. The games are going to be starting soon. We're going to try and get you the show before games start. It's been, like I mentioned, a hell of a bad morning technology-wise for me. I've had this. I've had to re-record a couple of times. The audio software has not been cooperating. So a little bit of a shorter show, but I think that's good anyway because the games are going to be starting soon. So we don't need to hit you with the longest of shows for today. Um, that, so we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Really appreciate all the old and new listeners tuning in. And I would like you guys to go and follow my Twitter if you haven't already. I'll give you the handle. It's at JoeOrico99. So at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. Give me a follow there and you'll never miss a show and you never miss any of my threads that I tweet out throughout the day. Some of them are daily stuff that I do. Some of it is weekly. So follow me there and you'll never miss any of my content. Guys, we'll see you here tomorrow, and we will take a look at uh, today's games, how the starters fared, how everybody fared, and we'll also get you set up for the weekend. So everybody, have a great day. I hope you have a very successful fantasy day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Cheers, everybody.